Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? For behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected thee from being king. All right. All right, God bless you tonight. You may be seated. As 
this account here in 1 Samuel. Um, you're going to we'll begin reading. This is where Samuel had gotten his instruction from God, or from the preacher, which is from God, and was told here what we read, to go and to kill everything, destroy everything, not to leave anything left there. That was the word that he was instructed to do. And the scripture says that they went and they spared the king and they spared the, the good animals and uh, they kept them and they, they figured that would be all right. And so the word of the Lord came into Samuel again and Saul said, uh, why have you done this? And he said, well, I have, I have went in the way that the Lord has called me to go and I've done the things that he has wanted me to do. And so he looked right at the preacher and began to lie to him when he knew good and well that he had not done what he was commanded to do. And then the excuses began to come out. And then actually, and, and, uh, he, said, he said, And Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned, for I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord and thy words. Now, if he would have stayed right there, and, and, and just kept, I have sinned. But then he went on and said, because I fear the people and obeyed their voice. Okay, so it's, uh, this is, I want to get you to see here that when you begin to hear the word of the Lord and God begins to speak to your heart and the word of the Lord begins to activate into your life, there is going to be situations that will come into your life. They're going to come and test you. They're going to come and try to distract you. And it is our responsibility to continue with the message that God gives us. And it's for our responsibility to stick exactly with the plan and the instruction that God gives us. There's a reason for that. And that is because that is what thus saith the Lord has for us to do. And that's the way that it is. That's the way I want it to be in my life. I don't want it to be any other way. I don't want it to be anything else because anything else is going to be wrong. And anything else is going to get me removed from the place that God has given me. I do not want to be removed from my blessing. I do not want to be removed from the peace and the joy and the happiness that God has given me in my life. And if I decide at any point in time here that it's okay, God, I'm going to do this much of what you've instructed me to do. But I think it's okay if I keep this, this, and this. Because we're going to use it to give sacrifices unto you. And that's what we begin to read here. <laughs> he said, no, no, no. It's better for you to be obedient. And see, if God wanted them to give sacrifice, He would have given them a substance to give sacrifice with. That's what He would have done. That's the order of business. He's not looking at us to, to kind of step in and say, Oh God, I think you can use this. No, no, no. God, when He sees fit to use something, He will bring it about in the order of way He wants to do it. He does not need us thinking on our own here and thinking, Oh, this could be a good thing. No, no, no. We stick with what God has given us. We stick right to the plan that God has instructed us to do, and then it's going to be all right. It's going to be just right. That's what I want. I want it to be just right. Amen? I want to stick with God's plan and make sure that I am doing my part here with what He has instructed me to do. 
because I do not want to mess up here what God is doing. And that's what happens when we begin to step in. Before the because, because of, and before the, the but. It's always, well, it's okay, but this. No, 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 no. It's this, and it's only this. When those, things, those words begin to start coming in there, then you've got to be realizing here, okay, this is what God's showed me, and now this is what's coming out. This is what I've been instructed, but this is what I'm doing. That means somewhere along the line there, there has been another decision made. There's been something else come into the picture that should not be in the picture. It's, ma- it's making the, uh, the, 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 the mind here go the wrong direction. It's called a distraction. And if uh, Saul would have been doing and keeping the word the way that it was supposed to be then when the people began to say things he would have said no that's not what we're going to do we do not want these things we want no part of this we want to stick with what God has got for us to do and then God will bring everything else the way that needs to be that's what we do we're sticking with the plan here We're not looking for any other routes or any other direction. We're not looking for any other way of doing it. We're simply sticking with what the Word of God has for us to do and to say at this time. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And amen. See, you look at this example. And you see what they have done. And that's why God gives us examples in the scripture. And we see this, and of course, you would ask yourself, and and many examples in the scripture, you look at it and say, well, that doesn't make any sense. Why would they do this? You know, it's very easy to see now, looking at their situation, they obviously made the wrong decision. And, you know, why would they ever do that? Well, when you are in the midst of your battle, in the midst of your situation, somebody else can look at you and say, well, why are you doing that? Why are you allowing this to happen? Why are you continuing this? But, see, your situation, you can't see it in the midst of it. And that's why you don't allow yourself to be led by flesh and by carnality and by emotions because you're going to be distracted by those things. That's why you stick with what the Word says because the Scripture says it shall not change. It does not move. And if you begin to go off of anything else, that means in the midst of your battle, in the midst of the situation that you're going through, you're going to be pulled by what you think and by what you feel and it's going to get you away from what God has instructed you to do. Every time, that's what happens. Emotion is always a bad part. There is no good thing in emotion. It gets you going in every direction besides the way you're supposed to go. And that's why Paul said, I have to die daily. I've got to get this flesh underneath me. I've got to get these feelings and these emotions and these, this anxiety and all this stuff going on. I've got to get under me for I can focus here on what God's trying to do in my life. And stop listening to myself here. I don't want to listen to myself. Because the scripture shows me that in this body dwells no good thing. And so if there's no good thing dwelling in me, that means there is no part of me that I want to listen to or no part of me I want to have anything to do with. That's why God has called me out of darkness. He's called me out of this mindset, out of this flesh. And he's placed me into his marvelous light. And he's filled me with his spirit. That's why we are born again of water and of spirit. 
That way he can completely, what does the scripture say? He makes us a new creature. Because the old creature can't do the job. The old mindset cannot go to heaven. The old feelings, the old emotion, the old ways, they're going to lead to destruction every single time. So it's plain and easy to see in the right mindset that you want no part of that. But in the middle of the battle, those things begin to look very good. The children of Israel wanted no part of Egypt until they got hungry. They wanted no part of it until they begin to get uh, deprived of what their flesh wanted. And then all of a sudden, you forget what it was like. You forget a, a whole lot of things get covered up then. And all you're being pulled by is what you want. And that's it. And when you start going off what you want, then you best just watch on out. Because you're going to go right back into the same old situations. You're asking, devil, please lock me back up. Please put the shackles back on me. Please lock me back up for I cannot worship. Lock my ears back up for I cannot hear the word of the Lord. Put me back into bondage. Put me back into misery. That's not what you're going to say with your lips, but that's what you're saying with your everything, your actions and everything that you're doing when you're walking away from what God is showing you. I don't want myself to step back in because myself is going to walk away from what God is calling me into here. It's going to look back to what's behind me as Lot's wife did and be again cut off and eliminated. You have to get in your mind and in your heart here and realize there is nothing in this world that you want any part of. There's nothing in this flesh or these emotions that you want to dwell in the vessel that God has given you and what you have right now. You want no part of it. That's why you cut things off. That's why you get rid of things. That's why you eliminate them out of your life. Because you do not want any distractions or any interference here with what God is trying to do. Amen. God knows what He's doing. And there's a reason why He does it that way. And I want to be obedient to it. And I don't want to mess it up. Because when you mess it up, here Saul said, Oh, oh but, 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 but. Um, Samuel, please, turn, turn back into me again and, and, and help me. He said, no. He said, you, you, you've done it. <laughs> you've, you've eliminated yourself here. You've removed yourself here from the place that God has ordained you to be at because of your disobedience, because of the fact that you don't want to listen to what you need to listen to. You're too full of yourself and of what you want. Now, I'm not saying that we're never allowed to want anything in this world. But I'm saying that if you want something that's going to pull you away from God, you don't want it. If you want something that's going to put a, a hindrance or a block on your worship, you want no part of that. Because it's going to ultimately tear you away from the place that God has given you. Now the scripture shows you that you're to love God with all of your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. That's everything. That covers all the bases there. Of everything that you have, that's how you're supposed to love Him. Just as they were supposed to destroy all here, not to leave anything else there, not, not to leave any remnant, no part, no anything to destroy it all. Very simple instruction. Everything must go, right? Everything. And when everything goes, then that means you're going to be in obedience with what God wants you to do. And the same thing goes to now where we love God with everything, all that we have. We're loving Him with it. And see, when you love God with all that you have, that means that in everything God instructs you to do it, and when the Word of God comes into your heart, that means you're going to be, yes, Lord, 
Yes, Lord. Oh, yeah, I want this change. I need this change. I understand why this is like this. I see this. Because you're going to be loving Him. And you'll be giving all to Him. And you're going to be not, and see, when you step back in the picture, there's going to be, ah, I don't know about this one. I don't know if I can go this far. I, I don't know if I can stop that. I don't know if I can not go there anymore. I, I don't know if I, I can keep from talking that way any longer. And that is the flesh trying to not lose its grip on your soul. Okay? And that's why we love God with everything that we have. And that's why we keep in that mindset that we're going to stay where God has called us to stay. Amen. It's not difficult to serve God at all. It's very, very easy to serve God when you do it the right way. But when you're trying to do it your way, it does not work. And that's why there's such a struggle, because you're still in the picture. But when you finally make the decision here, I'm giving God all that I have. I'm laying down everything, every part, every decision, every place, every ounce of me, I'm laying down before Him. Then it starts to get a lot easier. Amen. But when you, when he stood before Samuel and said, oh, but I've done everything that I was supposed to do. Knowing he did not do that. Then you wonder why. Well, then sometimes you, you say, oh, I love God with everything that I have. I'm giving God all that I have. Well, then you still walk out the door and pick back up sin. You still continue to lie. You still continue to deceive. You still continue to go out and do whatever it is you see fit to do. But then you want to say, oh, I love God with everything that I have. You see? No, no, no. Well, the, the scripture gives an example of that, right? The rich young ruler came to Jesus and said, oh, I've done all of your commandments. I've done everything from my youth. He said, oh, that's great. That's wonderful. Now you go sell all that you have. You give it to the poor and you come and follow me. And then what? Oh, well, well, well you got to take it that far? I'm here. I've done all this, and now what? <laughs> it's not enough? No. See, you see, God knows exactly what's holding you in situation. And so he's going to pinpoint these situations out. Why? Not because he's a big boy, but because he's trying to save your soul. And as long as these things got a hold on you, you're never going to love God with all that you have because it's always going to hold you. Amen. That's why you don't fight against God. That's why you don't argue with God, because He knows what's best. Amen. Amen. You don't want to get in that argument with God. And when you, again, it's not going to always be just, just good times. It gets ugly. When your flesh doesn't get what it wants, it gets ugly. When you start depriving yourself of something, it gets ugly. You start seeing things come out of nowhere. You see attitudes flaring up. You see people getting upset about things. And all, and all because something's getting deprived. But that doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It's a good thing when you're depriving your flesh of something that it wants and putting it into subjection here. I want to make sure I ain't got nothing holding me. I want to make sure that everything is cleansed out of this vessel, that, that, that I'm free to worship God literally here, that I've not got to worry about this, 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 and this because I'm worried about what somebody's going to do. No, no, that's not the way it works. That's why you love God all that you have. And then it's going to be, huh, I'm free. Literally, I'm free in Jesus. 
But when you've got sin tying you down and you've got emotions tying you down and, and all these things of this world tying you down, you can't lift up your hands in praise. You can't shout unto God for the victory. You're not going to be excited about worshiping God because you're so distracted by everything else. But when you are truly in love with Jesus, that means no matter what's going on, you're going to say, I've got praise on my lips. No matter what, what the situation may look like, you're going to say, hey, it doesn't matter because my God is sitting on the throne. Amen. The devil wants to get you so wrapped up that you don't see the positive in the situation. He wants you to get so tangled with emotion and feelings that you don't see what God is trying to do. Amen. You may be seated. The flesh wants to say, oh, it's never enough. I can't ever do it right. Oh, I always mess this up. and I always do this wrong. And, and all. No, no, that's God, again, trying to give you instruction. It's not him trying to pick you apart. He's trying to help you out here. That's like going up to somebody that's that, that, that that's broken and 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 have a honest problem. You trying to help them out and say, "Oh, what are you trying to do? I'm trying to help you." No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, whatever. Handle yourself. I'm trying to help you out here, bro. And you don't want any help. That's why you go to the doctor, right? When you are sick and you go to the doctor and you say, "Oh, doctor, these are my symptoms. This is what's wrong." Oh, okay. Well, you need. This, 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 and this. I don't know anybody that's ever gone to the doctor and then the doctor tell them what to do. Say, well, you're crazy. You're nuts. You don't know what you're doing. Huh, you're just trying to wreck my life. But you come to church and you tell the man of God, oh, oh, pastor, this is what's happening and this is what's going on and, and, and I, I need help in this and, this. and then the pastor, okay, this is what you need. Oh, you're crazy. I ain't doing that. That's what happens because it starts pinning down your flesh. Pinning down what you want. And here, when, when Saul came to Samuel and started pinning down, oh, no, no, they did this. Huh, can you believe that? They went and, and they kept it. And the verse before that said, Saul and the people did this. And all, 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 all of a sudden, Saul's not in the picture any longer. It's just they have done all these things. I can't believe this. Huh, imagine that. Well, you're the one that allowed it there, Saul. Okay. But see... Your flesh will always want to step on out of the spotlight here. It's never going to be your fault. It's never your fault because you're always right. That's what your flesh wants to say. But see, that's why you have to get your flesh out of the way here and acknowledge. I have to acknowledge everything. I don't know what I'm doing. I have to have your help. I have to see what you see. I have to hear what you hear. I have to do what you want me to because I know that if I start doing this, we've got a lot of problems going on. Amen. Amen. I know where my strength is coming from. I know where my direction is coming from. I know where my help is coming from. And it ain't coming from me because I can do no thing without His help. Amen. And that's why we have to understand that. And that's why we have to focus on that here. And every day we have to get up and we have to put our mind in that position that we're seeing it that way. Amen. You may be seated. I'm getting up, and I don't want to just get up and say, oh, okay, good, this is good, this is good, this is great. All these things are working out. This is wonderful. And forget the reason why all these things are great and all these things are working out. When you have a need, it's very easy to call upon God. 
And when there's a, a, a situation pressing and you know that you can't do anything about it, then it's easy to pray and say, God, I need your help. But when things begin to go right, then for some reason people begin to think that they have begun to go the right direction and they have done something. No! Finally here, what that means is you're starting to be obedient with what God has instructed you to do, but that does not mean that you know what you're doing. And you never forget that God is the one that's working it out. You never forget He's the one that's allowing every single thing to happen in your life. Because when you begin to forget that, that's when you begin to stop praying. That's when you begin to stop acknowledging who He is. And that's when you begin to start thinking on your own. I don't want to think on my own. Amen. So I've got to make sure every day I'm giving God thanks. Thank you, Jesus, for my breath. Thank you, Jesus, for what you provided. Thank you, Jesus, for everything that you're doing because I know it's only by your grace it's happening here. And I'm not forgetting that. That's what the devil wants you to forget. Because if you forget that, then you're going to lose your praise. And you lose your praise, you've got nothing. Then you've lost your joy. You've lost your direction. You've lost everything. And if he could get you distracted long enough, that's all he come to do what? To steal, to kill, and destroy. That's all he wants to do. There's no good thing in that, right? And we all see that. We all understand that. And so it's all a matter of plugging in the principles here on a daily basis, making sure that you are going and, and focusing and, and you know, what was the computer? It reboots, right? Something like that. And, and so if something happens, you turn off, you turn it back on, everything kind of goes back to normal. Well, when you go to sleep at night and you wake up, you have to reboot. You have to put everything back in place. And you have to make sure that your emotions, your feelings, and your attitudes are all back in order here. That you're not getting up and running out in your own mind, your own thinking, your own ways. That you're going to miss here what God is doing. It's just a basic walk. And I want to keep it basic every day. Just doing the basics. Every day, I'm praying. I'm repenting here. I'm, I'm God, wash me again in your blood. Create in me that clean heart. Renew in me that right spirit. Fill me again with that Holy Ghost. I need the Holy Ghost. I need that renewing. Every day, I need that renewing. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I don't have my renewing, I'm going to lose my place. If I don't have my mind right, I'm not going to thank God for what He's doing. I'm not going to be mindful of what God's doing. I, that's the last thing that's going to be on my mind is what God's doing because I'm going to be so consumed with what I am doing. Okay? You may be seated. I have to get me out of the picture. Whatever it takes, I've got to get out of the picture. If you don't get out of the picture and you begin to pray, all you're going to think about is, oh, i got to do Oh, I've got to do that. Oh, this is coming up. Oh, oh, that and all these. That, that's when you are in the picture and you can't break. Th if you can't break through that, you can't break through the Holy Ghost because your flesh is going to be stopping you every step of the way. And so you've got to break through all of that stuff here. And that's why you love him with all your heart. You get through all that and you begin to tell him, Lord, I thank you and only you. You are the author and the finisher of my faith. You are my strength and my direction. You are the one that's given me everything that I have right now. And I don't need these things. These things are going to be here after church. These things are going to be here after I get a hold of you. After I get my renewing. After I get my touch. They're still going to be here. But if you don't do that, then you're not going to be here. You're going to be off in your land doing your thing. Amen. I'm keeping my mind on God. I'm keeping my mind on 
the blessing that he's poured out abundantly in my heart and in my and, and everything around me is blessed because God is working things out. God is doing a great work and I'm not getting off of that for anything or anyone. Amen? David, when the ark was returned to the city, see, he had, he, uh, let me just see. The pre- that was representing the presence of the Lord and it had not been there for a while. And so the blessing was on somebody else. And so here comes the ark coming back. And he was out dancing and shouting and praising God. Because here comes the Spirit of the Lord again. Here comes my blessing. Here comes my renewing. Here comes my strength. Here comes my anointing. That's what it represented in his life. And so he was out there praising God. Nobody, it didn't matter what everybody else did. He understood what he had lost. He understood what was not there. Okay. And when you come to church, which is a wonderful thing don't take this wrong but when you come to church and you take advantage of good holy ghost services always being there and you don't thank god every single chance you've got to worship him it's just going to become another thing and when it's not there you're going to well what's going on i don't want to just get so used to it that i'm not praising god with everything that i have i don't want it to have to leave me before i realize what i've got i don't want to have to be disobedient to god and the voice that god has spoken in my life before i start to appreciate here what God has said but every day I want to praise him every chance I want to praise him every opportunity I want to praise him and I'm not talking about just a little clapping of my hands I'm not talking about just putting my hands up because that seems like the right thing to do but I mean all that I have I'm pouring out in this service everything that God has given me I'm giving it to him right now Amen. If God gives me a voice, I'm going to preach His Word. If God's giving me hands, I'm going to clap them. I'm going to lift them up. I'm going to do His work. He's giving me legs that move. I'm going to walk the streets and preach the gospel. I'm going to build His kingdom. Whatever God has given me, that's what I'm going to put back into His house. Everything that I have, all that I have, I'm putting into this. What good does it do for you to hold back? What good does it do for you to reserve something for yourself? It doesn't do you any good. All that does is build up your, your mind and, and what you think you are. I have I know, God, without your strength, I am nothing. I know that. And that's why I worship Him with everything that I have. It doesn't do me good to hold back. It doesn't do me good to say one thing and do another. It doesn't do me good to come in here and lift up your hands and walk out here start being disobedient that's not any good you've completely missed the whole point that's why you humble yourself to the word of God you let that flesh be broken you know the scripture says that either you're going to fall on that rock and be broken or that rock's going to fall on you and you're going to be broken but when it falls on you there ain't no getting back up there ain't no other there ain't another chance then but when you fall on the rock and you are broken and you see your need and you, that's represented, Lord, I, again, I'm repenting here. I'm getting things right here. I want things in order. Then God will move upon you with his spirit and you're going to have strength and you're going to have direction. Amen. Amen. Scripture, the writer said, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And when I have my heart right and I'm loving him with everything that I have, I have the joy of the Lord. That's how you stay strong. 
That's how you stand upon his word. That's how you do everything else. You're able to stand when everyone else is falling down and nobody else sees why you're doing what you do. Why? Because I'm in love with somebody here. I'm not in love with just anybody. I'm in love with the, the creator of all things here. I've got confidence here in what I'm doing because I know that my God's never going to leave me nor forsake me. I know He's already got my path ordered as long as I stay on the path that He has set me on here. That's why I'm not looking for another direction because He's already got it laid out. He already knows how it's going to be and I just have to stay obedient to Him that I'm going to be able to stay on the path that He's given me. And then when I don't like what's coming down the road, it doesn't mean, oh, I'm going to go this way for a while because oh, that doesn't look so fun. No, no, no. It doesn't work that way. Paul and, and Peter and the disciples, when they were getting ready to get beaten for preaching the gospel, they said, oh, you know what? Maybe we won't preach this today. Maybe we'll preach something a little bit lighter. And then maybe tomorrow we'll go back to preaching. But no, no, no. That's not what they did. That's, that's a very weak, self-righteous person that are so worried about themselves. Oh, what would I? Oh, I can't do that. Right? Oh, no, you can do that. The Scripture says you can do all things through Christ which strengthens you. But as long as you see there, He's the one giving you the strength. And that means you're being renewed by the Spirit day by day. If your strength's coming from yourself, that means you're going to fall. You're going to turn. You're going to say, ah, not for me. I can't do that. But when He's giving you the strength, you're going to say, hey, bring it on. I can do this. I can do all things. David said, hey, what, what's the big deal here? What's the big deal here? I, I know he's defiling my God here. He's speaking against my God, and all you guys just want to stand around here? No, no, no. I'm going to go out there and do something about this. Oh, no, you're so small, and you're just a little boy. And oh, no, you no, no. See, that's, that's the flesh. That's the world. That's the family. That's the emotion. Saying, oh, you can't do this. Oh, you, no, no, no. You can do this when you've got a mind for God, and when you've got the Holy Ghost working inside of you, you're going to stand up to the biggest giant or the biggest obstacle that comes your way. And you're going to say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be victorious. I'm going to praise my God. I'm going to love Him. I'm going to stand for Him. I'm not going to let people talk about Him. I'm not going to allow the devil to come in and wreck my relationship with Him. And let me talk wickedly against Him. But I'm going to keep a pure mind and a pure heart. You have to realize that you become that mouthpiece that speaks against the God that you supposedly love when you allow yourself to fall to the temptation and you allow yourself to fall to the deception. Then you become the mouthpiece. I don't want my mouth used for ungodly words. And I don't mean what the world calls bad words. I mean I don't want myself speaking doubt and saying, oh, this can't happen. And oh, oh this can't. No, no. You're allowing the devil to use you when you say that you can't do something. You say, I can't stand for that. Well, then you're saying, devil, you win. Oh, no, I'm not. Yes, you are. God knows. God works it out. When you stand upon his word and trust in him and believe in him, and you keep praise on your lips, you keep joy in your heart, and you keep shouting the victory no matter what, then you're going to be able to stay that with an honest heart. Amen. I used to say some things sometimes to people, and I'm like, oh, it's very easy to speak faith to somebody for them. But when it comes to you standing in faith, it's a whole other story. And so that's when it becomes to see who do you really love? Who do you love? Do you just love it because it's for somebody else or do you love it because it's for yourself? Well, that's what it's going to come down to. When it starts, the pressure starts hitting and it starts wiggling in there and, and pinpointing situations in your life and you don't really want to give it up and you don't really want to, to cut it out. 
well, then you're saying, I really don't love God. I really don't want this message. I really don't want this word. I mean, I like it, but if it's going to get down to that, then it's going to be like the rich young ruler, and I'm going to turn around and walk away because, hey, I've gone far enough. Well, who's to say that you've gone far enough? Your flesh? Okay. That means in everything that God says, yes, Lord, let me see it. Let me apply it to my heart. Let me do it. Let me be obedient here. Let me not fight against you. Let me not kick against you. Let me not resist you, but let me open up to you. Let me humble myself before you that your spirit can move in my heart here. That's all that we need is his spirit moving in our heart. When you get to the point that the Holy Ghost is moving, guess what? You got it. It's under control now. Things will start going the right direction. As long as you keep that spirit moving, it's going to be all good. Amen. Amen. I thank him right now for everything that he's doing. God is doing so many good things. He is bringing down so many blessings in the lives here, working out situations. In all the churches, there's great revival. New souls are being won. New souls are being baptized. New souls are receiving the Holy Ghost. That, that's, that, that's, those are miracles taking place. That's people acknowledging that they need a change in their life and that, that it's happening. That's the book of Acts coming to life in our time right now. These are miracles. But these are things the devil just wants you to overlook. And, oh, that's no big deal. Oh, great, yeah, whatever. Somebody got the Holy Ghost. Or, oh, you know, somebody got baptized. No, no. That's not the attitude that you have when those things happen. It's not just a small thing. The Scripture says that heaven rejoices over one sinner that repents. So if heaven is getting excited about it, then I think that we should get a little excited about it when somebody is acknowledging here what's going on. But the flesh says, oh, but, yeah, but, oh, I've got this going on, and, oh, this is broke down, and, oh, I don't have the money for this, and this is happening here, and, oh, I, my job, and all these things. Well, who cares about those things? I don't want to be mean. But my, my Bible shows me that all of these things are going to pass away, right? So that means I'm not going to get excited about these things. I'm not going to worry about these things. I'm not going to get wrapped up in these things. That's why Jesus told them, let the dead bury the dead. Because it doesn't matter. What matters is that you come and you follow me and that you're obedient here to what I'm going to show you because I'm going to show you the key to eternal life here. I'm trying to show you what really matters. love God with all your heart, this is what's going to matter. And when you love God with all of your heart, then when you come into this place, you're going to lift up your hands. You're going to clap. You're going to sing. You're going to shout. You're going to dance the victory. You're going to be excited when somebody gets baptized in Jesus' name. You're going to be excited when somebody gets the Holy Ghost. You're going to be excited when you say, hey, it's time for church. Hey, it's time for prayer meeting. Hey, it's time for youth. Hey, it's time to go to the building. Whatever it is, you're going to be excited because it's the work of God. I'm not going to allow myself to fall into, oh, it's just this. No, no, no. I'm not going to accept that. That's not the way that God has delivered me. That's not the way I felt when God set me free. I'm not going to allow myself to step in there and kind of over discover everything else. It's just, oh, this is nice. No, 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 no. It's not just nice. This is so much better. And I'm not forgetting what God's doing. I'm not forgetting what God's done. And I'm not going to allow myself to sink down to just, oh, yeah. That's pretty. That's nice. That's sweet. No, 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 no. God's delivered me from hell. He has set me free from so many 
bad things. He's filled me with his, his spirit. Amen. He's given me an opportunity to go to heaven. People, I don't think sometimes the, 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 uh, the light bulb clicks on in the old brain. They just think there's going to be another chance, another time. A lady that we were talking to the day that we've been witness to in Lake Placid for uh, four years now. And uh, she came up to my wife and she said, uh, you know, what do you think about, you know, the church after the rapture? And my wife goes, um, there is no church after the rapture. Oh, well, yeah, you know, because all the people that, that don't make it, that, you know, God's going to give them another chance to come and, and to make things right. Uh, she says, well, um, no, that's, that's not the way that works. You know, we all have a chance right now to make things right. So why would we need another chance to make things right? And she goes, well, no, that's not what this book I've been reading tells me. And I said, oh, so now we've gone to other books, have we? I'm not looking for another book for my salvation. My book doesn't say anything about that. But the whole point is, is that the, the old light bulb doesn't click on, and you don't realize that this is our chance. This is our opportunity. And we're going to face an eternity. And we're going to have to, then we're going to realize, oh, if you don't do it right, you're going, oh, I should have done it that way. But then it's too late. But now God has given us time and time and time and time and time and time again and so many more times over that again to make sure that our heart is right, to make sure that we have sin out of the picture, that we're not being held up and bound up by things, that we are cleaning house here and we're getting rid of all the garbage here and that we're making sure we're ready to stand in His presence. There, I came to the building, and the young men were there, and, and I said, uh, "I said, have you cleaned all the rooms?" Oh yeah, all the rooms were clean. I said, "Oh, all of them, huh? Oh yeah, every one of them." I said, Pi "Oh, piles are picked up. Oh, everything is it's clean." And I, he said, "I said this because he's outside talking." And uh, I said, "All of them, right? All of them, right? All of them. Oh yeah, all of them. All of them are clean. It's okay. As long as all of them are." We're okay. So I walked through the building. They weren't all clean. And I came out and said, I give you a D minus. And he's also oh, I passed. I said, <laughs> I said, uh, I said, well, um, I didn't want to give you an F because that would be you're a failure. I said, and you're not a failure, you just didn't complete what you were supposed to complete. So honestly, it was a failure because he didn't complete the job, but didn't want to hurt his feelings. But I figured that the minus may, yes, give attention there. That maybe there should have been a little more follow through here. And so, it, again, can give you an example of how sometimes you say, oh, I've got everything taken care of. I've got everything out of here. I don't have anything holding me back here. I've not got anything. No, no dirt on me. Right? And then you wonder why you fall to this and you fall to that and this is bothering you and you can't break through here and you, this is going on here. All these different things. Well, then obviously there's something there. Something's not connecting properly here. And I'm not saying you everything's bad, just not everything's good. 
So I want to make sure that everything's good, everything's right, everything's connected and working properly here, that the communication line here between me and God, that there's no hindrances here in what's going on. I want a good, clean understanding here of the message that God has given me. And I don't want there any blemishes. I don't want there to be any spots. I don't want there to be any wrinkles. I don't want any of those things. I want to be just right. The way that God gave it to me, that's the way I'm keeping it. Amen. And I don't want there to be in these, well, God, I did, but... You know, I had to do this. He don't care about that. Not to be mean, but he doesn't care about that. That's why he's showing you now how to do it. Giving you the chance. Plenty of opportunities here to make it right. So let's be obedient to the word of God and make it right. That we will be obedient and that we'll follow through and that everything is going to be good when we stand before him. See, Saul thought he did a great thing until... The man of God came. And then, oh, well, well, you know, again, oh, they did it. Oh, I know. What are you going to do? Well, what I'm going to do is you're cut off. That's what we're going to do. You're out of here. There's no more place for you now because you can't stand up for what God's given you. Okay? I'm not going to let a rock come and take my place here. I'm not going to allow somebody else to come in and take my spot. This is my spot. This is my blessing. This is my anointing that God has given me in my vessel. And I'm not going to allow this world or anything else to come and alter that. This is mine. And I don't have to give it up. And I don't have to bow down. And I don't have to allow things unless I want them to. And that's what it comes down to. What do you want? I want to go to heaven. I want to be right in the sight of the Lord. I want to follow through with His message. I want to worship Him with all of my heart. I want to give Him everything that I have. I want to love Him day in and day out. No matter what it is, I want to serve Him. Amen. I'm not looking to be served here. I'm looking to serve Him. I'm not looking at what I can benefit out of this. The only benefit I want is the Holy Ghost working in my life. And the only benefit I want is to be able to stand and live with Him for eternity. That's all that I want. Until then and now, I just want to be a servant. I just want to worship Him. I just want to give it to Him. I want to lay it down. I want to cut all, everything, anything out that has to be cut out to make sure that that's what's happening in my heart. Amen and amen. Let's worship Him right now. Let's give Him thanks and praise for this time and this chance and opportunity to fill His Holy Ghost. I thank you, Jesus. I love you, Lord, and I love you, Lord, and I love you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus, for this chance. I thank you, Jesus, for another time right now to feel your presence. Be able to break through, Lord, your understanding what you have for me. Oh, Lord, you're worthy of everything right now. Oh, I thank you, and I thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. I don't want to be scared of what God wants to do in my life. I don't want to hold back because I feel that I can't do it. If all of the men and
women in the scripture when they got instruction that they felt like, oh, I can't do this, then they never would have done it. But you have to understand God knows what he's doing. He has called you with a holy calling. And he's put that calling on your life for a reason. Because he sees potential. He sees something that he can use. And so it's not an accident that he has placed you where he has right now. But just because God's called you doesn't mean he's going to keep you. Because if you don't follow through with your part and keep the faith that he has given you at the beginning, then you're not going to stand. You're not going to follow through. So I don't want to be frightened when the word of the Lord comes to my heart and I feel, oh, it's too much, it's too much. No, no, no. It's not too much. It's just right. What God's doing is just right. No matter what it is, He knows what He's doing. And there are no accidents. So that means, Lord, I'm giving it to you. I'm laying it down. I'm not holding back. I'm not keeping it for myself. I'm not thinking anything else about it. I don't want to walk away and have Him sorrowful as the rich young ruler. All you had to do is say, yes, Lord. And God would have blessed him with blessings that he could not imagine. And that's where I'm right, right now. Holy Ghost is pulling your heart, tugging on you here, trying to get you into a place that He can work with you. And all you've got to do is say, Yes, Lord. I'm letting go. I'm letting go. I'm walking in faith here. I'm not walking by sight, because by sight I'm going to see, oh, it can't happen. But by faith, I know it's possible. By faith, I know you've got it worked out. I'm believing right now. I'm trusting Him right now. And I'm worshiping right now. All right? This altar is open. Let's come and worship Him. Laying it down before Him. Leaving everything at the altar here. Making a breakthrough here. The Holy Ghost can move in our heart. We thank you, Jesus, for what you're going to do right now. You alone are worthy, Lord. every breath that I take. And I'm away. Bye.